Bible Speaks with Audley McLean. The Bible Speaks is a weekly ministry of Harvest International. Our prayer is that the Bible Speaks will encourage you in your study of God's Word. You will be able to contact Audley at the address given at the end of this broadcast. And now, here's Audley. Hello, I greet you on this Thanksgiving weekend. I trust it has been a good and enjoyable time of gratitude to God. Now let me stop here. I realize that there are people today who really suffered through Thanksgiving on this weekend and probably have a lot less to be grateful for than we have. And for them, we ought to lift our hearts in intercession, asking God to intervene on their behalf. But if you are listening to me today, and you don't have somebody pointing a gun at your head or threatening to burn your house down or to have you arrested because you are a Christian. And I use that word advisedly because you are a follower, a disciple of the Lord Jesus. Because to be quote-unquote Christian can mean so many different things. Yes, that's how it is in our world today. But let's be grateful to God. Count your blessings. The hymn writer says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. We've been looking at the little epistle to Titus near the back of the New Testament, and it's got just three chapters, and we've been kind of scouting through the first two, and I guess this The principal thought I want to use as a wrap-up for those two is that Paul is encouraging young Titus, who is out there in the Mediterranean, in the island of Crete, to put things in order. And my sense of this little epistle is that he's saying, do it all with sound doctrine in mind. And I suspect that Today's church could use a good dose of sound doctrine. The English dictionary says doctrine is a principle or position or the body of principles in a branch of knowledge or a system of belief. That can be in education, government, religion. The Greek word used for doctrine in Paul's writing is the word didache or didache, and it means practically the same thing, reaching into a source for knowledge on how this business operates, how this church operates, how this person operates. You see, except you're basing your religious activity your discipleship activity, your Christian activity, on sound doctrine, you can be anywhere, 
and do anything. And tragically, tragically, the warning and the exhortation that Paul wrote to Titus regarding the church at Crete has absolute application in 2021 or 2022, if that's when you are catching this broadcast. Let me encourage you, look again at the Word of God. The book of Titus capsulizes, I think, the entire message of the gospel, because sound doctrine is the application of the fact that God gave his Son, that sinners, all of whom are lost, go back to Romans 1 and 2 and 3, and Paul says they've all gone out of the way. Everyone has become unprofitable. Way back in the book of Isaiah, we had that confirmed. All we, just like sheep, have gone astray, turned everyone into his own way. I need to ask you a question. Have you ever seen an age, a period of time, when everybody seems to want to do his thing, her thing, when law and order and justice and correctness seems to be unimportant, trivial? Well, let me ask you this. Are you carrying that into your lifestyle, your church life, your home life? I want to just stop for a moment because Paul, in this little epistle, addresses every segment of our existence, old men, old women, young men, young women, and I hope that on this Thanksgiving weekend, that as you gather together in fellowship, I expect to be with family. I, well, by the time you get this broadcast, I will have been with family for Thanksgiving. But I want to talk to them for a moment to parents and aunts and uncles and big brothers and big sisters and Sunday school teachers. Are you laying down the doctrines, the principles of the Word of God? You need to teach them here a little, there a little, but with consistency. You need to plant the Word of God in their hearts at an early age. I've heard statistics like 80% of the professing Christians came to trust Christ before the age of 18. And those stats were done a couple of years ago. I don't know what it is today when all these mechanisms that we have available to us are attracting their attention. Almost 80 years ago when I came to Christ, I admit we didn't have all these distractions. We had the things of nature. We were bad like people are bad today. We were sinful like people are sinful today. But it was easier for us, I admit. Today you have all that there is out there. I've gone into restaurants and there are people there, maybe company of each other or family of each other, but everybody's engaged with that little thing on the counter, the cell phone. And there is no fellowship, no communication. Oh, friends, we need to go back to sound doctrine 
in an unsound age. Sound doctrine produces sound faith. Sound faith produces sound love. And in sound love, we have things like patience, consideration, kindness. Oh, some speech. We can speak with civility and love and concern when we're endued with sound doctrine, which to lead, leads to all these sound behaviors. Let's take a quick look at chapter 3 of the book of Titus, and we will by no means have exhausted the treasure that's here in this little epistle. So I encourage you to read it over and over again. In verse 1 it says, Remind people to be subject to the rulers and authorities. Now that's enough material for a three-hour seminar because there are so many ifs and ands and buts in authorities of a variety of kinds in a variety of places. But we're told to be obedient to the laws of the land in which we live, as long as those laws don't violate the principles of the Word of God. It says, slander no one. Be peaceable. Be considerate. I'm reading it straight from Titus chapter 3. That doesn't need any elaboration, does it? And always be gentle towards everyone. Now, that's a challenge. The guy pulls up next to you and swings in front of you and then sometimes you know what he does or she does. In moments like that, we need to reflect upon the Lord Jesus Christ. As he came into his public ministry, John tells us in chapter 1 that he was full of grace and truth. Do you want to be just like Jesus? I long for that. I long for that. Verse 3 says, At one time you too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. Are you hearing me? Are you responding? We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. Oh, how pregnant the meaning of these words are right now in this season at this time. Is it true in your home? Are you one of those who's holding a grudge? And I'll never forgive him. Oh, I'll never forget her. I remember somebody in a telephone conversation speaking of another person. So, you know, so-and-so has never forgiven you. And I felt sorry for so-and-so because I've forgiven by the grace of God. I'm not saying I'm out of that possibility. But thank God, I'm learning that grace. But when the kindness and love of God, our Savior, appeared, He saved us. And He saved us from these things for those things to which He has called us. You know, salvation is not by works and doing good and all these things of which we speak here. But it is a pathway to that. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says we're not saved by works, but by the grace of God. But in verse 10 of chapter 2, it says you're saved unto good works. It says just before that, that we are going to be on display for the world to see. 
not only now, but in the years and generations to come. What kind of a heritage will your behavior leave behind? You are a chosen race. Peter joins and tells us that. This, verse 7 says, this is what the whole first half, I'm sorry, it says, so having been justified by his grace, we have become heirs having the hope of eternal life. And we read that in the whole first part of Ephesians chapters 1, 2, 3. It lays down the foundation, talks about where we were and where we are. And Peter picks up the strain and he says, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellences of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh, my friend, time is catching up on us. We've got to go. But let me ask you to remember that Jesus Christ was full of grace and truth. I know some of us are heavy on the truth quotient. We want, the Bible says, it says this, it says here, and we tie people. But God says that Jesus was full of grace and truth. May this be true about you. But if you don't know Jesus, today's a day to embrace him as Lord Savior, and allow the Holy Spirit to transform you into a grace and truth performer. Not grant it you will, for Jesus' sake. Amen. I've wandered far away from God. This program is cared for by listeners who care. Your prayers and financial investment in this ministry helps to keep the good news on the air. We look forward to hearing from you and invite you to write us at Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478. Again, that's Harvest International, Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.